Welcome to the Relax It's Retirement podcast with Josh Leonard from Leonard Advisory Group. In this podcast, we help those nearing retirement greet it with a well-prepared smile. Join Josh and his guests to learn the retirement and tax planning tips you need so you too can live your golden years with the happiness and excitement you deserve. Hear stories from his years of experience to help you transition into a fun and intentional retirement. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Relax, It's Retirement podcast with your host, Josh Leonard, where we talk about transitioning into retirement with intent. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi, Josh. How are you on this wonderful day? It's a beautiful sunny day here in Southwest Michigan. So I'm good. I think I finally overcame my sinus thing. Good. Uh, I was listening to the podcast we recorded a couple of weeks ago, and man, did I sound horrible on that. So yeah, um, yeah you did. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Wendy. <laughs> really made me feel better about that. But, you know, it's that time of the year. So, uh, you know, take your hey, vitamins, you know- folks. I'm not here to pump you up. I am here to tell you, well, whatever I want, really. (laughs) That's true. You do have a lot of flexibility there, Um, you know, but, you know, I think that's it. I think in the winter, especially in uh, us northern states, uh, we need to stay healthy. Um, You know, I think it's an easy time of the year to get sick. I normally only get it once. And for some reason, I got it twice already this year. Oh, no. And it's only the beginning of February. I'm done being sick. I'm I'm committed to it, Wendy. I just decided. So put the order out. Yep. Yep. Drink a little extra orange juice. Take some vitamin C. If you're a doctor listening, I'm sure there's way better advice to avoid. I don't think that juice is actually the greatest thing to have, but that's a topic for another time. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. Today, Wendy, we're actually going to talk about 401ks, which is very different than orange juice. Very different. So, yeah. So we're going to be talking about what to do with your 401k when you are leaving your job. That's right. So if Wendy gives the advice that orange juice is no good for you, Tropicana stock plummets and you lose your job. This okay, I'm going to get fired now. For Great, you. Josh. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. What do I do? Um, yeah. So it's a common question we get with folks, you know, they'll come into our office and say, Oh, you know, I, I, I decided to leave my job. Um, I'm lo- you know, looking for a new job. Maybe it means you got a severance or maybe you just retired, but you left your job. Now, what should I do with my 401k? And just a high level overview for listeners that might not be fully familiar with what a 401k is. A 401k is a retirement plan sponsored by an employer. They are a great savings vehicle because they enable you to save money easily. So one of the things we've talked about in the past, Wendy, is friction in savings, right? If it's automatically taken out of your paycheck before it gets to the bank account, it's a lot easier to save than what most of us default to or human nature defaults to, which is I'll save what I have at the end of the month. And And this takes that, it's not even an issue. It gets taken out of the equation. That's right. And and I hate to say it, but nothing's left at the end of the mo- month for most folks, right? No, so especially we end up if not you have a cushion. That's right. We end up not saving enough. I think one of the other big advantages of a 401k is an employer can match your contribution. Now, depending on your employer, that can be all over the map. Um, so certainly it's important to be aware of what that is. But let's say that your employer uh, matches up to 3%. Well, even if the plan's expensive or maybe you don't really like your employer or something, it's still worth participating because they're giving you 3%. 
So at bare minimum, match or contribute what you need to to get that match. There can also be things to consider like a vesting schedule. So how long do you have to stay employed at the employer to get that full match? Now, for our company, 401k, since we do retirement planning, we tried to optimize some of these things. So we have a 6% <laughs> match. It's automatically vested on day one. You know, Good it's a little bit here. more gracious, but a, a 401k match might be seen as a golden handcuffs where, hey, we want to make sure that people are staying at the job longer. So we're going to make sure that they don't get this contribution unless they stay for at least two years or something like that. So, And that's pretty um, typical, actually, right? It is. It's extremely typical. It's considered a way to retain employees. For me as an employer, I'm like, if you don't want to be here, the, the door is right there. You know, I, I think not to be brutal, but I think we need to, I, I want people to stay for more than a 401k match, right? Right. Yes. But to each their own. In your 401k, it might have some other great features that we've seen that benefit people behaviorally, like automatic enrollment. So if you start a new job, it might automatically enroll you into that plan up to the match. So if you start a new job and you get this huge stack of paperwork that Which looks you like always a bunch do. Of, Yeah, every everyone gets this, right? You get all this paperwork and you're starting a new job. So the last thing you want to do is read through all the paperwork, right? Exactly. You know, if you're working with a financial advisor, just go ahead and email it to them and uh, say, help me. Right. And this is something we'll work with clients on too, where if they go into a new job, we can make sure they're getting the most out of their benefits, including their 401k. But the reality is it's overwhelming. And sometimes we might not enroll in the 401k when we first get started. And then we have to wait to get into the plan later on. So automatic enrollment is a great feature. Yeah, because some some actually were, you know, making you wait a certain amount of time to actually enroll in it. That can be another feature. So sometimes there is a period of time that you have to be employed by the employer before you're eligible to enroll in the plan. So again, typically, if you get that big stack of paperwork, it'll let you know, depending on the type of job you're seeking, you know, really will depend on that. I know when I was 16 and I worked at Arby's and then CVS Pharmacy, they did have a 401k plan. But in that case, you had to be an adult, right? You had to be 18 at one, I think 21 at the other. So depending on the rules of the 401k plan, you might not be eligible yet, or you might have to wait until you've been employed for 90 days or a year or six months. It'll depend on that plan, which brings up another good point. There's a ton of individual rules in each 401k plan. So you need to be aware of those. Now, many times when people leave an employer, they might not be fully aware of those plans, right? Maybe they had automatic enrollment. They enrolled into the plan. They know they saved a bunch of money there, but they don't really know all the rules. They don't know what fees they're paying within that plan as well. So sometimes when people leave, they'll say, well, what should I do with this plan? And I'd say there's really three options, Wendy. There's one, which is keep it. There's two, which is roll it over to an IRA. And three, if you're now starting another job, roll it into your new 401k plan. So let's set the scene here. You've been put pulled aside and told um, you have five minutes to clean out your desk. So yes. on your way out, you say some choice words, and now you have to make this decision about what you're going to do with your 401k. So um, 
Let's hear about the first one. I'm, I'm going to take real. some pressure off of that, Wendy, because that I, I got stressed out listening to that. <laughs> Typically, you don't have to make a decision immediately. Now, okay. in fact, for most plans, you can't even roll it over until you receive your last paycheck. Maybe if you cleaned out your desk, that paycheck's not going to come till mid-month or something like that. Certainly, there's a little bit of time in between there. Okay, good, good, good. But <laughs> you need to know your plan rules. So going back to those plan rules, if we decide option one, which is keep it, we want to make sure we're able to keep it and know what might change. So there might be some share of the fees of the 401k that your employer was paying on your behalf, that now that you're no longer employed there, those costs are passed on to you as well. Okay. So we want to be aware of that. And um, not to mention the uh, penalty that we will get if it's before the age that you are allowed to take uh, it out. I am glad that you brought that up. So the three oh. options I'm talking about today do not include cashing it out and uh, buying a motorcycle or a yacht or anything like that. I'm okay. talking about three different ways, and all three of these options still keep it tax deferred. So you're avoiding any taxation or early withdrawal penalties in these three scenarios. Okay, so you confused me. Congratulations. Uh, go on. Good. Please. Let's take three steps back. So- <laughs> I'm listing three options to keep it as a retirement plan. Okay. You always have the option when you leave an employer to say, great, I have, let's say there's $100,000 in my 401k, and I just want you to mail me a check, and I'm going to cash it and put it in my bank account. I would say in 90% of scenarios, that's a bad idea, because now you have $100,000 of additional income this year. That uh, will be taxed. It absolutely will be taxed. And if you are a high income earner, it might be taxed at close to 40%. So let's not do that, right? Okay, let's, yeah. Let's try to defer the money and save it for retirement. Or if we need some of that money, we can distribute it more slowly over time. But stepping back to option one, and let's say that we decide to keep it in that 401k plan. As I mentioned, we'll need to know whatever the fees are associated and if there's any changes there. Make sure that we're allowed to stay as a participant in the plan. Also realize we're no longer eligible to contribute to that plan. So we're not going to be adding to that plan over time. Those are some of the key considerations when keeping it in a plan. I would say a negative to keeping it in the plan is it's another account to track. So if you've switched jobs many times throughout your career, you might have five of these old 401ks and... That's a lot harder to coordinate. Yes. So for option two, one of the benefits of rolling it into an IRA is maybe you already have an existing IRA from a previous job that you worked. You can roll that in. You can consolidate all of those accounts in one place. It's easier then to coordinate the investments. If you are using a major custodian like Fidelity or Charles Schwab, many times they have ultra low fee investment options in there. So that can be a great way to reduce your fees overall on your investments as well. Not to mention, if you're using a major custodian like that, your list of options gets a lot longer. So you have more flexibility in how you can actually invest your retirement funds. Okay. I would say it's easier to access. So again, Fidelity Schwab, all of these have pretty advanced apps that you can easily log in on your phone and see what your account balance is. 
Um, if you need to change anything, it's there as well. If you're someone that's doing Roth conversions, so converting money from an IRA to a Roth IRA, it's quite easy to do if you have that IRA and Roth IRA in the same place. You simply swap that money over and pay the taxes there. So would it this be a good time if you wanted to start a Roth IRA to transfer it into from prepaid taxes to not prepaid, you know what I mean, to tax free to now putting it into the Roth? Yeah, so so taking a tax deferred asset like a Thank traditional you. 401k to make it a tax free. It could be. So I'm going to give you a, like a lawyer answer here, Wendy. It oh, depends, right? right? So right. I would say if you perhaps maybe left a job, you had enough in savings that you said, hey, I'm just going to enjoy the summer and I'll find a job at the end of the summer, right? Then it might make sense because most likely you'll be in a lower tax bracket that year. So we could do a Roth conversion and keep your taxes about the same. Okay. Um, so I would say it's a lot more nuanced than just, hey, you left a job. This is a good time to do a Roth conversion. I think there's a lot more nuance in there. Again, a lot of these things you need to talk to your financial advisor about to look at the plan as a whole. But it's a little bit easier to do Roth conversions from an IRA that's in a, a, a regular custodian account. I would say uh, another big advantage is that you can do QCDs or qualified charitable distributions. Now, I know you and I have talked about this, but as a listener, you might say, great, yeah, QCD. I don't know what the heck that means. This is when you're able to take a withdraw from your IRA direct to a charity, uh, church or local charity, whatever, uh, 501c3, you might have a good relationship with. You can take that withdraw after age 70 and a half, send it direct to the charity, and it's a non-taxable event. It could be uh, any charity that is a 501. As long as it's a qualified charity, a 501c3, okay. it can go anywhere. So for many of our clients, they're used to contributing money at church. That's why I often bring that up. So maybe instead of putting money in the basket at church, uh, we set up a qualified charitable distribution after age 70 and a half, where the money goes direct to the church, maybe quarterly or something like that. That way, you don't have to claim it as a deduction on your taxes. It's just a non-taxable event. We cannot do that under current law from a 401k, but we can from an IRA. So again, if you're thinking, maybe you're 69 years old now and you're thinking, oh, that QCD sounds like a good thing. I want to do that next year, but all my money's in a 401k but I left my employer. Maybe we look at doing a, a rollover to an IRA at that time. You think I look like I'm 69 and a half? I, it, it's a, it's a you, whoever is out there, not you necessarily. Wendy. I, I know you reaction. just had your 30 <laughs> first birthday, right? Yes. It, okay, it good. A good. bit of an anniversary of that, but whatever. <laughs> well, well, we uh we have a joke. My my wife uh will tell the kids that she's 24 and our youngest or our oldest son is seven. So I'm like, I hope he doesn't repeat that at school because that does not look good. Oh for no, me. it doesn't. And and listeners, we are are we have less than a two-year age gap. I'll just leave it at that. So Okay. Uh, Okay. And what uh, generation are you, Josh? I am a millennial. And okay. Uh, okay, another tangent here, Wendy. You know how I'm a millennial? We had a tree fall recently. Our neighbor's tree fell. 
And didn't it didn't have anything to do with it, John. It, it will. It'll all connect here. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. The tree fell, <laughs> clipped the side of our house. And uh, the previous owner of our house had drove by over the weekend. And she said, oh, I saw that the tree fell and just wanted to, you know, see what happened with the house and everything. You know, she was kind of in our back alleyway looking at the house as I was going to walk the dog. I said, oh, I didn't even know it was in the paper. And she held up the clipping. Keep in mind, she's in her mid 80s. So she held up the clipping. And uh, I said, oh, that's really cool. Can I take a picture of that? And I took a picture of a newspaper clipping with my cell phone. And afterwards, I'm like, I am definitely a millennial. I take pictures of newspaper clippings. Yeah, see, I, I'm still of the cut out the the clipping from the newspaper. But let's not get crazy. I'm Gen X, okay? Let's, so let's do you not- have a newspaper subscription, though? I do not. But I did just pick up one of the free weeklies. Okay, okay. It's okay. outside of the store. <laughs> Fair enough. So that was a slight tangent there. but Yeah, uh, yeah. So, okay. So QCDs are a little bit further off for me being a millennial, but still there are benefits to doing that IRA rollover. Again, I mentioned the Roth conversions, which you can do at a younger age too. I would say in the same type idea of in retirement, you'll need to take those forced distributions or required minimum distributions. If you haven't started already, it's going to start at age 73, uh, is kind of the easy framework to think about it now. There's a lot of nuances in that because the laws changed a lot recently. You are going to make me wake up screaming in the middle of the night. Nuance, nuance. Wendy, just call us, right? <laughs> just schedule a time. We'll walk you through all this because it is confusing. And there's a lot of different nuances or little pieces that factor into these things. But oh. your RMD, Wendy is easier to take if it's all in one account. Here's what happens otherwise. If you have a 401k, a 403b, a IRA, all in different places, you'll need to take a withdraw from each one of those accounts. Even if you are a little bit messier and let's say you have four IRAs, you can aggregate that balance since they're all one type of account and take a withdrawal from one of the any, any of the four or any balance out of those four, as long as you're taking that full amount required. So I would say another benefit of rolling into an IRA is, well, if you have it all consolidated in one place, it's a lot easier to check off the box to make sure you took out the required amount. All right. So what is our last option? Roll it into a new 401k plan. So maybe just started at a new employer and it looks like they have a really great 401k plan. And maybe you're not anywhere near RMD, QCD, retirement ages. Maybe you're younger like me and you have a, or you, Wendy, or you, and we're rolling it in. Oh, look at my face. (laughs) We still have, let's say that we still have 20 years until we're thinking of retiring or even 30 years. In that case, we may want to look at rolling it into our new 401k plan. Maybe we only had a really small balance in that 401k plan because we only worked there for a year or two, we could roll that into a new plan. Again, that provides the benefit, at least for the time being, of consolidation. You don't have an old plan hanging out there. It's in that new plan. As I mentioned before, maybe your new plan has lower fees and better investment options. So great, let's put that all together. I would say one often overlooked uh, benefit of a 401k plan is what they call the rule of 55. So maybe if you're like Wendy and I listeners and you're very, very young, but want to retire 
at age 55. You yes, can take, yeah, you can take withdraws without that 10% penalty that many people think of as a early withdrawal penalty that normally goes till age 59 and a half. At age 55, there's some rules that you can take withdraws out of a 401k plan if you left that employer. So if you're consolidating all into that one 401k plan, and let's say you stay there until they give you the gold watch at age 55, you have- Nobody some... does that anymore, Jack. I know. But in theory, in theory, this is an example here, Wendy. Do, do, do millennials even know what that means? I'm a millennial and I know what that means. So yes. In finance, <laughs> you're different. Okay, okay. Um, Does a typical but, millennial sitting at Starbucks with their avocado toast and their latte know what that means? <laughs> they might not. But what that means is that you stayed at a place for a long time and they gave you a sort of a reward on your way out the door. Very um, good, Josh. And I, I was kind of, you know, just mocking a little bit of that what everybody says about millennials just, you know, buying sure. their lattes and having their avocado toast. I happen to love avocado toast. I had some right before we started this. <laughs> No, oh, okay, okay. Then we won't we won't take that too hard, Wendy. Uh, but I would say making avocado toast at home rather than buying it at Starbucks is a great way to save for a retirement. Just had to throw that one in there. Yes. Well, what can I say? I'm a saver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh one one of the uh, going back to uh, looking at your 401k plan, there can be some advantages to staying in your your new or existing 401k plan. A lot of times folks want to move that money from that previous employer, especially if it was a, a negative separation, right? You don't want them to have your money. The reality is they don't have your money. No, they it's don't. It's a plan <laughs> with very strict rules. By no means is your old boss sticking his or her hand in there and pulling right. the money out. That's not how it actually works. But certainly, sometimes, especially if it's been an emotional separation, it's hard to log into that website that's got the company name sitting up top there. Understood. Um, sometimes your access is a little clunky too. Maybe when you were... Accessing your 401k when you were employed at the company, that meant logging in through your employee portal and you simply clicked a link to go to the 401k plan. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to navigate. So we've had the situation where folks have come in and said, I don't even know how to get to the account. And we yeah. need to go through and, and walk through that process too. Now, some of the technical details of rolling over your 401k, if you choose to do so, uh, we mentioned at the beginning of the show, typically you have to wait until after that final paycheck comes in for that to even be an option. You will want to do what's called a direct rollover in most cases, where you already have that IRA account set up, and then you request the funds from your 401k to go custodian to custodian. So from that 401k plan direct to the new IRA. That way, it's clean. It's a non-taxable event. You can do what's called an indirect rollover where you request the funds from your 401k. They send you a check. You cash that check. And as long as it's within 60 days, you can put it into an IRA. And that would be what's called an indirect rollover. We always discourage folks from doing that because you have to document that on your taxes. Why would somebody want to do that? Uh, they want to get the money out of the plan very quickly is the typical reason that people do that. Sometimes 
People will use that as a bridge if they're in between jobs as well, knowing that they have 60 days to put the money back in. You might Ugh. spend a little bit of that money and then that put it back in. That's not a good idea. It's a risky strategy. I, I, I know um, we had a client that was buying and selling a house. So they used an indirect rollover as sort of a bridge loan. That's a very nerve wracking and stressful process because if the check gets lost in the mail, going to the IRA, the new IRA custodian, uh, that can be a problem. There's a whole litany of problems there. The IRS is pretty strict on that 60 days. You're also only allowed to do one of those a year. So if you uh, maybe moved from one IRA to another one and then left your job, many times people will forget that they already did an indirect IRA rollover, in which case uh, it's it's not allowed. So you get a big tax bill. So again, avoiding those indirect rollovers is the most advisable way to do it. Okay. That sounds, sounds like a good plan. Yeah. You know, I think in general, we want to always make sure uh, that we know what our investments are. So whether it's in the 401k, the IRA, a new 401k, Take some time to digest uh, by yourself or with your financial professional what you actually own in there and make sure it's meeting your goals. So whether you choose to stay in your existing plan, move it to a new plan, or roll it over to the IRA, it's a good time to look under the hood of the plan and say, hey, maybe I need to make some investment changes within the plan or within one of these new plan options as well. All right. So, Josh, if people have questions about all of this stuff that you were talking about, how do they get in touch with you? Yep. Uh, they can schedule a 15-minute phone call with me directly in the show notes. Uh, they can also just give our office a call and schedule a time with me at 412-998-PLAN. They can check us out on our website at leonardadvisorygroup.com, or they can shoot me an email directly at jleonard at leonardadvisorygroup.com. Thank you, Josh, and thank you for listening today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Relax, It's Retirement podcast, the show that helps you transition into a happy, fun, and intentional retirement. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.leonardadvisorygroup.com or give us a call at 412-998-PLAN. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Leonard Advisory Group, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.